So listen, this is not judging anyone's situation, but it is telling the truth about these situations that we keep getting ourselves in. And that means male and female. Now, ladies, fellas, we have to grow up at a certain point, you know, um, I'm not a super religious person, but I do understand biblical teachings. And one of the things that sticks out for me is when it said, basically, that when a man grows up, he puts away things of old. I mean, and I'm paraphrasing. Because at a certain point, you do. You have to mature. And that doesn't mean man as in um, the male species. It means man as in mankind, meaning both you know, you have to grow up. You have to take stock of your life and your choices. And a lot of times when we get older, we're paying for a lot of the karmic mistakes that we've made prior, you know, 10, 20 years that we've been building this, this bad energy, dealing with low vibrational people. And some people are not meant to consort with low vibrational beings. I mean, none of us are, but understand what I'm saying, that some people have a mission in life to help others be more open, be more loving, be more trusting, um, to heal, just whatever special gifts you know you might have that God has been trying to use you for and you've been fighting against, and you're literally just fighting yourself. You're, you, when you run from love, you run from yourself. When you run from problems, you're running from yourself. You run from karmic relationships that you know you need to clean up. You know that you need to go back and apologize to these people for how you treated them. When you were unhealed, when you were in an unhealed state, you were being a little, you know, a little shit full of shenanigans and games. You owe those people an apology. You do. If you want your life to be better, you would do well to, you know, clean up your messes. Clean your slates and start fresh with someone who has unconditional love for you. Because I just truly believe that then and only then will you really be able to trust and be yourself. When you meet someone that doesn't care about what you have, doesn't care about where you've been, doesn't care about what you've done, I mean, you know, within reason, <laughs> you can't be a damn serial killer and, and be like, yes, I killed 300 people, but I'm reformed. Nah, bruh. <laughs> and y'all wouldn't fuck around with no female that was no serial killer. And if you if you would, I don't know. Then maybe y'all belong together because both of y'all crazy. <laughs> but seriously. Um, so I've always lived from an open heart chakra. And from what I have gathered, please hear this correctly. What I have gathered from society is that men are not allowed to live from their heart chakra. Because if you guys live from your heart chakra, you're unable to focus on the business at hand. So ladies, you have to realize that when you're dealing with a high value man, a real high value man, the one who is solidly trying to, to 
you know, better himself, better his life, better y'all's life. You know, um, you have to just, you have to provide space for him to, and it's like I'm trying to, I'm hesitating because I I need to say this the right way so that you understand where I'm coming from because it's going to sound kind of fucked up. (laughs) You Sometimes you have to provide space for people to not feel and for them to focus, especially a man. And I'm learning this um, from all the things that I've seen, the things that my mother has taught me, the books that I've read, and dealing with men directly. Um, a lot of times women, we get scared because we can't feel, because we feel everything. And then when we can't feel our man, we freak out because we're assuming we don't feel him because he's no longer there or he's gone or he's because he's in detachment mode. But you have to know Ladies, the, lo- the stronger you know yourself and the stronger you know your mate, if you truly believe that that man was, is made for you, he's meant for you, he belongs with you, not to you, but with you, because no one belongs to you. You cannot own or possess another human being. If they want to give themselves to you, then that's completely different. But it's still, even then, you don't own them. They can get up and leave anytime they feel like it, and so can you. So I've worked on myself behind the scenes and underneath the surface for a long time, training myself to learn to be more detached and learn to be more stoic. But sometimes you can run into an epic love that will rock your world and you will think that you have the strength and then you're tested and you're like, oh, shit, like I didn't see this coming. You know, you thought you were in love or that you loved these people prior to this epic love because you wanted it so bad. And it just, but you always knew that something was not right. You know, and this is, this is just, this should resonate for whoever it resonates for. I'm talking about the person who has had relationship after relationship and has tried to have a relationship with different people to no avail. And then you finally meet the one. And you don't even really know that he or she is the one. Sometimes you don't know right off. It depends on how convoluted your life is. Because sometimes we can't see clearly because we have not cleaned off our mirror to be able to look out at what the road ahead of us so we're driving through life with this dirty window and barely seeing what we need to see and then finally maybe there's maybe maybe it rains on us you know God graces us with a little bit of rain and it cleans a little bit of that windshield up a little bit so you look through it and you're like oh shit there she is she was there the whole time damn I almost ran the bitch over I didn't even see her <laughs> Because, like, that's literally, I know I'm being metaphoric, but you get what I'm saying? You can't see clearly if your window is dirty. If you don't take the time to clean out your old baggage, unpack your shit, clean out your window so that you can see better. And, un, and you know, so they go hand in hand. Like, you can't see the road ahead that you're traveling. All right, you got this suitcase of your suitcase. Imagine that in that suitcase is life. 
It's the life experiences. It's moments. It's it's decisions. It's choices. It's your kids. It's your family. Everybody is up in this suitcase, right? And all the experiences that you've had with all these people is in this suitcase. And you're you get this you grab the suitcase and you hop in your vehicle and your window is filthy. You can't even really see the road ahead. And it's raining. You know, it's storming outside. So it's clearing up a little bit. And you take them windshield wipers, meaning your energy, and you start clearing that window. Okay? You had to turn it on. The mechanics of cleaning it is you have to decide to turn on your windshield wipers. And then the rain or the windshield juice that comes out of the car, whatever that shit is called, (laughs) I forgot. And then those things can help you. And I feel like those are people. Those are your friends. Those are, you know, God. God is the actual, you know, wiper. But you have to activate it. You had to activate it, though. And so a lot of people are sitting around and they're sitting in a parked car and they can't go nowhere because they have not put the key in the engine to leave the shit behind, which means you should have unpacked that shit before you put it in the car. Don't take past bullshit on your new journey. Don't take it with you. A lot of times when we're going through a bunch of shit later in life with people, it's because you didn't unpack. You should have let them people go a long time ago. And sometimes it'll be your own family that you got to cut off. It just is what it is. Sometimes it's just called tough love. And you have to let people go. Even your own kids. It's part of life. Because people can't grow if we're giving them a crutch. There's codependencies in in familial relationships as well. You know, if your child is grown, you cannot allow your grown-ass child to lean on you all the time. You can't bail them out all the time. Especially if they're constantly fucking up. At some point, you have to be like, listen, you're going to have to grow up. And if you have to fall to pick yourself back up, That's what I'm going to have to allow you to do because that's what you do as a parent. You give your children space to fuck up and fix their life. Some of our children, it takes longer. Some of them don't need it as much, you know, and some are just, you're just going to lose, period. Because that's just life. You cannot hold on to anything, not even your own. They came through you, and they're here because of you, but they don't belong to you. All you can do is do your job and love them and care for them and teach them. If you're not talking to your children, you're not talking to them about life, you're not talking to them about experiences in life, you cannot expect them to go out in life and actually understand how to approach them. And I told my kids a long time ago when they were young, I said, look, I'm going to talk to you till I'm blue in the face because I'm planting seeds that I know are going to grow one day and you're going to have an answer to a question because of something I told you. And I knew that, so that's what I did. I wasn't always able to provide 
a bunch of shit for my kids and give them everything they wanted. And they might have resented me for it for a minute until they understood when they became an adult. And only one of my children has children, so she understands it now that, you know what, shit just don't fall in place sometimes. You can have the best fucking intentions for yourself and for others. And the shit is just not going to turn out right. And sometimes it's your own fault. And sometimes, yes, there are victims. Sometimes you can just be caught up in some shit. Because maybe you tried to do the right thing by somebody that you didn't need to do the right thing by. So this circles back to you knowing yourself again. Because when you know yourself, you protect yourself better. Because you know what you have. You know the gem inside of you. It's like you need to look at yourself as, you know, some kind of, um, some kind of quan. Like, no, what I have is precious. What I have is rare. And not everyone should experience it. Not everyone should be able to touch it, feel it, smell it, be around it, be near it. You know what I'm saying? Not everyone deserves your energy. Not everyone deserves your time. And it's not an insult. It's not talking to them, not talking down to people or making people feel like they ain't shit. It's about remembering that you are the shit and you don't need to be around everybody. I've pretty much been that way my whole life. And I didn't even realize that I was what I was doing until years later when I look back and I go, oh shit, all this time I have been in protection, protecting mode, protecting myself. It's not about, um, for me, it's not about the fear of being hurt because I've been hurt so much and, and you get over it. You cry about it. You, you bitch about it. You cuss folk out in the mirror and you keep going <laughs> because like you got to be a warrior in life. You can't let people hold you back. You can't let people stop you from what it is that you want for yourself and no, they may not understand it. And they might not even be comfortable with you anymore. You know what I say? Fuck them. Fuck every last one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck them with a long-handled spoon. Go away. Go somewhere and, and deal with your own shit. Don't worry about mine. I got this over here. It may not look... Because what, what you have to remember... If you don't remember anything else, remember that God works in mysterious ways. And that when you think this person over here is a piece of shit or this person, she got a potty mouth or how could she be this and how could this person be that and how can that person over there and you're going to judge this person. Oh, my boss is this and this, my coworker is that. You don't know these people. You don't know their story. You don't know their pain. And if you're not compassionate, then you won't get compassion. And when it's time, when you need help, you won't have it. You won't get it. No one will care because you didn't. When you don't show up for other people, no one shows up for you. And even if they do, it isn't going to last. Okay? Because that's just, the universe has a very specific set of rules. And when you understand universal law, you move different. You treat people differently because there's no reason for you to be mean or rude to to people. There's no reason for it. If you feel that fucked up, stay in the house. Keep your energy to yourself. Don't go around fucking up other people's, you know, lives or 
trying to interrupt their peace because you feel like shit. You did that shit to yourself. Nine times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I, I just... When you spend a lot of time by yourself meditating and talking to God and strengthening your personal, individual relationship with God, which is what it is supposed to be. Yes, two people, you know, when people come together and they worship and they talk about their experiences and that sort of thing, that's great. But your relationship with God is supposed to be a personal one. You pray in personal, in silence, in, in you know, in your own space. It wasn't meant to be showy and all that for everyone else. That's putting on a show. That's why I don't like it. I don't. It don't sit well with me. It's like all this extra. It's like it's not. I mean, it, it, I'm not. And don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking. If you feel that in your spirit and you want to celebrate God and worship Him, that's absolutely fine. That's amazing. But y'all know what I mean. You know. You go to church and everybody's dressed to the nines and women are wearing hats so big you can't even see in front of you. You know, you can't see past their big ass hat. And people act funny and and they're judgy and they don't want to accept you if you don't accept what it is they believe. And it's like, you don't even know what you believe. You're following somebody else. Shut up. Sit down somewhere. You know, I'm a free thinker. And if you don't understand it or you don't respect it that's fine stay in your lane because I don't need you over here in mine I'm, I'm driving my vehicle just fine my windshield is clear it's crystal fucking clear in fact because I'm one of them people if I gotta lick that damn windshield clean myself so that I can see better in my life in the direction that I'm headed in I will do exactly that <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I will stop at nothing to keep my vision clear. So if I have to cut off family, if I got to cut off friends, if I got to cut off whoever, you can go. Kick rocks. <laughs> like, no, nah. no one's presence in your life should be more important than the people who show up for you, who actually go to bat for you. And I ain't talking about the people who placate you and in they do a little, they do the bare minimum. And then when you really need them, they ain't nowhere around. Not that. Not them. I'm talking about your real, your real folk. You know who they are. Because me saying this and you listening to this, you got, you just saw them in your head. You just name names. You're like, mm-hmm, that's so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. And you know exactly who don't belong in your life. Because now that I said that, you got names. <laughs> you see faces and you're like, mm-hmm, that nigga was suspect. Or she sus. You know, my girl sus, my dude sus, my coworker, my boss. Pick up on people's energy cues and know how to move. It's chess, baby, not checkers. I watch everything and I am aware of everything and I cannot help it because I am so self-aware. I am aware at how I make other people feel when I enter a room or when I walk by. I can tell. Certain people won't give you eye contact. They look down or they look away or their face screws up. I see it all. It's like you can't hide from me, baby. 
<laughs> you can't. Because when you become so solid within yourself because you've done so much inner work, it's not about perfection. And it's not about showing other people what I have materially. This is, this is a journey that I've been on and it's been personal to me. So I don't expect everyone to understand it and I don't need them to. As long as I do, that's all that matters to me. And I've known that for a long time, that at the end of the day, if all you end up with is yourself, then you better, you, you got doggy, you better work on that damn self-relationship like it's the last thing on earth that you have to do. And I don't know, I think it's, no, I do know. Since 14, um, 15, like 14 and 15, my very first sexual experience was rape. And it was a very, very, very trying time. And it strained my relationship with my mother. But I'm not going to get into that. Because um, this isn't a therapy session. <laughs> and, I, and I'm okay. It's just, I need you to know that, like, after that, so everything happens for a reason. Like, even that, even that negative situation had a silver lining. Because that prompted my mother to give me gifts for self-healing. From that moment forward, all I got for my birthday was a book of some sort. I've read Emmanuel's book, uh, The Value in the Valley. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I read The 48 Laws to Power in my 20s. And I did not read the book cover to cover. Don't get me wrong. Because if you read the first excerpt of Robert Greene's for the 48, 48 Laws to Power, you've, you've read enough. I'm not one that likes stories. I know it sounds weird, but I don't. I don't want to hear. And I understand how stories work. I understand that the story is showing you, it by example, how this book was used or was affected or how it affected someone else in the story. But a lot of times, I don't be wanting to hear that. I want like 48 Lives to Power for, for dummies. Like give me the CNN, you know, version. Well, no, I think CNN is, is more drawn out. Give me the TNT version of it. Like give me the meat and the potatoes and all the other fluff. Throw that shit out because I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to like um, products. You know, when you're looking at products online and they have all these damn testimonials and you're scrolling for fucking days reading all this shit. You know, and I get it. I might read like the first couple. I want to hear like the first five to seven because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an average thing. What are, the, what are these people saying? And then the thing of it is now you have to also remember that this shit is all fake. That they got these products and all this shit that they're that they're pushing on us. All these this health regimens and and this vitamin, this new tincture this new this this new that but sometimes all this shit is not it's not cracked up to be what is what is you know what they're saying their practices are are shoddy it hasn't been approved statements haven't been approved they've done no research like read i just want to read the real okay where are the research studies where's the scientific proof i don't give a shit what becky said or what Mary said, I don't care because they might have gotten paid to say that. That's my point. But you got to understand that everything on that fucking internet is not real. It's fake and it's meant to, to draw you in 
because they're playing on your weaknesses. So you best work on yourself to strengthen your weaknesses so that you can see things the way you need to see them and protect yourself and your family accordingly. And fellas, this is specifically to you. You guys are out here talking about your high value men. You're the, you're the master of your domain. You're the king of your kingdom. You're this, that, and the third. If that is so, then your life should show that. Everything in your life should show that you have mastered your kingdom properly. Because if you want to be the leader, lead. Lead. Where are you taking your family? What decisions are you making for, for the collective? Are you mean to your wife? Are you, you know what I mean? Are you disrespectful? Are you cheating? Because hell of an example to put out there. How are you going to be the king of your kingdom and you running your kingdom in the ground? Let me teach you something about energy. Because y'all, we are, everybody's energy, energy this, energy that. Everybody knows about energy and manifestation and all this and that. But you don't understand the psychological aspect of shit sometimes. That when you, and I'm going to give you an example. When you ignore a woman, you think, oh, I feel so much for this woman. I'm not going to show her how I really feel. First of all, you've already, you just admitted you don't trust her. And a lack of trust in a relationship is going to snowball into some other bullshit. Now because you don't now because you don't trust her, now the way you move is in an untrusting way. Now you're checking the mileage on her car, you're checking her phone, you're checking her, you're you're worried or you're you know what I mean? Because you are creating false scenarios that have not even happened yet for your own fear of being vulnerable. If you have so much fear in you of being vulnerable with a particular person, then you might have chosen wrong. So if you know that deep down inside, you're like, I trust this woman. I, I just, I feel like I can trust her. I feel like she's the one. I know she's for me. She's showing me she's for me. But y'all have got baggage that you don't never want to unpack. You want to still go back and dip and, and fuck on your ex or fuck on your baby mama because you know she's still got feelings for you and it's always going to be something between y'all because you got this kid or whatever. It's like you you doing this kind of shit to your own life and you wonder why your relationship in the present falls apart because energetically you fucked it up. And that's literally what people are doing every day, all day. They are energetically fucking up their relationships with themselves and other people because they're moving in a fucked up way. If you don't want to, if you don't want to be happy, that's cool. But go be your miserable ass self by yourself. Don't bring other people into your, into your miserable confusion. And you don't know how you want to treat others. Start there. You want to change some shit in life? Do something for someone else. I guarantee you, all that shit you felt, that guilt, that shame, the whatever, it will go away. Go volunteer. Go do something for someone else that can't do anything for you. Give something away. I Trust me, it makes you feel amazing. Or get an animal and take care of an animal. Take care of something 
that can't give you something back. Because a lot, oh man, a lot of times we do for others because we want something in return. We want something back. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting reciprocal treatment. But there are some people who are calculated at what they do. I mean, they only do for you because they're like, okay, I'm consciously manipulating the situation. I'm going to do this because I know I want them to do this. And that's, and that's the only reason. Some, some, something about you has to be genuine shit. If you're going to give to others genuinely, you're going to give to yourself genuinely. You're going to love others genuinely. Love yourself genuinely. If you live from an open heart space, trust me, people can't hurt you as much as you think. Because you become more self-aware. And when you become more self-aware, you're aware of others. And when you're aware of others, you can see shit coming. And you can protect yourself. And sometimes, it is also just meant for you to be hurt. Because you need to grow. Sometimes people come in your life and they make you hella uncomfortable. And sometimes people are meant to make us uncomfortable so that they illuminate something in us that needs to be repaired, that needs to be healed, that needs to be fixed, that needs to be looked at, needs to be dissected. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I hope you understand. I hope this is resonating with someone. Like I said, no holding back. Season 13. This is, you know, my passion podcast, my comedic alter ego this podcast is a little bit of everything. You're going to hear a little bit of everything. Trust. I can be serious one moment and a complete goofball the next. But that's the balance. And I love it. Because I am balanced. And, and the things that I seek in other people, I have instilled in myself already. Because I have been working on that part of me for as long as I can remember. Because when someone takes a, a, a piece of you, a part of you, in the way that it was taken from me, you e- are either going to do one of two things. You are either going to fight back and you're going to strengthen yourself so that it is not easily done or it's not ever done again. And I don't mean protect myself to where I put up this wall that no one could permeate because that is just hurting me in the long run because I wanted you know I've always had a dream of being a certain type of person I knew who I wanted to be and I knew how I wanted to be a long time ago the same thing I do now I was doing when I was 14 when I was 11 and 12 in New Jersey laying in my bed and I stare up at the ceiling And I'd just project. I'd be thinking about the future. I was freaking, I think I might have been like 11 or 12. And I was in New Jersey. I spent my summers there. And I remember I could never sleep. I was always looking up at the ceiling and counting the, um, you know those old-fashioned ceilings? Like how they look in the school where they can take the piece and move it. It's like these little squares. (laughs) So anyway, it was like that. Um, It looked like that on the ceiling. You know, we're talking about in the 70s. Excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. It's like 4 in the morning. No, more like the um, the 80s, because I was born in 70s. So we're talking like, you know, the 80s. And I'm staring up at the ceiling, and I, and I can't sleep. 
and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what my husband looks like. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, like, when am I going to get married? And then I said, I said, I'm going to meet. At some point, I made the statement. I said, I'm probably going to meet. I'm probably going to meet my soulmate when I'm about 50. In my 50, I'm going to be old. I'm thinking that 50s is old. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're 10, 11, 12, 50 sounds like so far away. Man, when I tell you that shit crept up so fast, and I'm my head is spinning. I'm still looking at myself like that young, you know, not 15 or 16, but you know, maybe like in my mind, I feel like I'm 30. You know, um, but yeah, I've always just been a little bit advanced little far ahead of myself always projecting into some some future thing you know and I don't know I guess I was um I don't know that I I don't I wasn't manifesting anything I was just thinking just thinking about what life was going to be like where was I going to be and I remember one time asking <clears throat> myself where is my where is my soulmate where's my well not that word because I didn't say that word because I don't think I knew that word but I was like, where is my husband? I knew the word husband. It's like, I wonder where my husband, the man who's going to be my husband, where is he now? And I mean, I, I've always dated guys that were older than me because I had this thing. I had, you know, daddy issues where, because my father died when I was five and my mother remarried, but it didn't work out. So I didn't really have that example. Um, so I had to learn the hard way trial and error you know kiss a bunch of frogs and realize what it is you don't want and what you don't deserve and you leave it alone um but yeah i'm gonna leave this here because this recording is getting long and i try not to do more than like 30 minutes so um yeah thanks for listening to the boxing Stella podcast and thanks for um I don't know. The the good messages I get. Thank you for sending me your good energy and for resonating with my podcast and understanding that this is something that's very personal to me and that you don't have to get it. You know, there have been people who have listened and they're like, you know what? That is a great idea for you using your podcast as a platform to practice your comedy and to heal. Because I heal through comedy. Comedy is my therapy. That's my saying. I hashtagged it. I ain't heard nobody else say it. And when I hashtagged it and put it in Instagram when I first did it, I don't think anybody else had been saying it. So I'm going to go ahead and say I coined it. Comedy is my therapy. Now, I don't know. Somebody might have said it somewhere, but you know how it is. Nothing is really new. But yes, comedy is my therapy. And I suggest to anyone, um, it's a great way to heal. Start your own podcast. And just do it for you. You don't even have to, you don't even have to put it out there. You can just record and then listen to it yourself and see how you've changed over time. And um, you can visit my website, dawnofnova.com. I am a brand consultant. I can help you with your podcast if you want. Um, yes, there is a fee. So, of course, but I'll work with you on your budget. And I also do um, digital art. So, like, if you need digital art done for for your podcast, like you need a podcast 
uh, cover and those kind of things. Um, if you're going to do seasons and episodes, and the, well, you're going to do episodes because that's what they are. But are you going to do seasons? Like, you know, how are you going to set it up and all that good stuff? So, if you need help with it, holler at me. All right, y'all. Oh, and it's also sponsored by my book, Life in Question, the Urban Book of Questions. If you look it up, um, just Google it. Life in Question, comma, the Urban Book of Questions by Stella Nova. Specifically that way, because there are a few Life in Question type books out there. They're just different from mine, um, and that's why mine is subtitled. So anyway, I'm going to leave this here. I went over six minutes, seven minutes. Peace, y'all.